welcome to couch potato. Good evening, good morning, or alternatively, good afternoon, or if you don't identify with any of those. Well, fucking hello, I guess. Um, welcome back. <laughs> On that cheery note, it is the 1st of August. It is a Saturday night, half six at night. Um, you're probably wondering, Jamie, don't you have a life? No. Uh, all my friends are unfortunately in relationships or married. And I just knocked over something on my desk. Whereas I, um, hashtag married to the grind, hashtag lonely, basically. Nah, I'm alright. Um, yeah, this has probably been the only time this week I've had a chance to record one of these, and I wanted to do one. So, whoop de doo. I'm gonna do it. And it's been a minute of me talking shit, as per usual. Um, so yeah, this is episode 8, welcome back to Couch Potato, prepare to suffer through some more, um, again, non-nutrition related, somewhat, kind of, sort of, um, we're actually going to talk about a subject which has been, I guess, probably more at the forefront than ever. For people, given how well 2020's gone so far for us all, please bring back Kobe Bryant. Um, But to be serious, it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Not just as it relates to nutrition or themselves, but just, I guess, in life. And now we're getting really deep into it. Saturday night, folks. Fucking hell. Prepare yourselves. What's the internet saying? I'm not even... No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Lose all credibility for saying that. So, we'll just avoid it. And you can just continue on with the ramblings of the audible chocolate. Shit speaker, basically. Anyways. Today. Tonight. Whatever the fuck. Um, we're going to talk about, well, worry. Um, in essence, what it is and, you know, I guess how I've sort of incorporated different things in my life that have helped me not to worry. Which, I just want to, like, preface this. Any advice or any opinions or anything that you get from this podcast, bear in mind, this is coming from a person who has struggled with crippling anxiety for the best part of their life and has had depression. So, God fucking help you if you're seeking help <laughs> here. But it might, it might provide a unique perspective on it. And at the bare minimum, at least you get to listen to my sexy voice for a totally random amount of time. Because these things are never structured. And I just do them as I wish. So yeah. So, 
I guess kind of like to start off, it would be, you know, like, like what is worry? And to me, what worry is, is our negative anticipation of the future, in my mind. I don't see much difference between worry and anxiety. I think they're both very similar in principle, in that we create, I believe, to be mostly fictional scenarios with negative outcomes based on our previous experiences or sort of knowledge that we've just gained or whatever it could be. But essentially we're creating fiction in our mind that drives anxiety based on usually unsubstantiated information or beliefs. And what it does is it creates stress, worry, well obviously worry, stress, anxiety, whatever else negative connotations about a situation before it even before it even arises and we ultimately kind of think it's going to be the worst case scenario when there's no way of predicting it and what ultimately does come is usually uh, a result that we've never even considered um like i think what one of the ones that makes me sort of laugh the most is whenever people have to phone the dentist and the worry is is that they're going to be asked a million and one questions they won't have to answer and stuff and then instead what actually happens then it's just like yeah just come down like half one i'll stick your hand in your mouth and have a rummage around knock your teeth out and it'll be grand which to me that probably would make me worry if the dentist was like that but like that is to me i suppose like the negative the negative side of future anticipation. On the flip side of that, I think the more positive side and constructive side, which focuses more so on the things that we can do as opposed to those which are not necessarily under our control, is our ability to plan. And whilst planning and worrying aren't too distinct, you know, it is sort of this anticipation of future events, Some and, and we do create fictional scenarios and plan for them but ultimately that's almost like providing us a tool set that we can use those are actions behaviors thoughts feelings the strategies words that we have prepared you know in case or in um what am i looking for here not just in case but like in the event that that scenario that we imagine takes place and if none of those scenarios take place then at least we haven't worried because the stress and anxiety will typically throw off our ability to I guess formulate a dynamic in the instant approach because our brains will be sort of clogged with bullshit that we've manifested and kind of jammed in there you know so like quintessentially to me and feel free to shoot a message to Merriam-Webster and get this in the dictionary 
to me, worrying is anticipation of the future, which is beyond our control. Like, we worry about what we can't affect. And then we often create fictional scenarios that only increase our state of anxiety and stress, which then ultimately leads us to do, say, feel certain ways, things that actually end up predicting or leading to a negative outcome of the event because we've we've kind of we've let what we think then manifest whereas what could manifest is completely under our control that entire time it depends on what happens and our reaction to it because that's ultimately what we can control is our reaction but if we let what happens dictate our action then we're kind of fucked i hope that makes sense it makes sense in my brain which is ultimately all that matters because this is my podcast. So, ha, ha, ha. so how do we stop? Like, how do you stop worrying? Well, I think the first thing, and that's kind of what I've said already, and this is what I've sort of come to terms with, um, you know, be it the so like to be fully transparent. Like I've, I've been through therapy and, and stuff with, a beautiful Australian called Mac, um, and Mac uh, didn't appreciate my jokes about stroking his koala. I think he might have thought that might have been a sexual innuendo, when really it was legitimately like, here, mate, do you have a fucking koala? Because that's basically like an Australian puppy. Uh, uh, well, uh, later on I found out they're quite violent, but also high all the time. Because they eat eucalyptus leaves and they're just like absolutely snoop dogged out of their minds. Um, but Mark taught me certain things because I, like I said, I'm, I, I would be a warrior. Um, and I have had anxiety for a very, very, very long time, which probably stemmed from my body image issues when I was younger, you know, when I had big boobs. And I, I also have big boobs, but they're like hard, so it doesn't really, it's like whatever. Like I went from needing a bra to needing a sports bra, so it's not as bad. Um, so yeah, so Mark kind of like reeled off a couple of things to me. And uh, I think one of the things that stuck out to me, and one of the things I kind of mentioned at the first start was he was like, my, most of the thing you're worried about will never happen. I'm not going to fucking... I can't do that. <laughs> and most of the things that, like, you're worried about will never happen and or don't presently exist, right? And the issue with that is that most, virtually all, I think, human beings hate uncertainty. Like, if you've never had closure or a definitive answer just think back to one of those times and just think how that made you feel whether it be in like a relationship or business decision or you know who the fuck ate the food out of the fridge like that kind of stuff and like our minds just really hate uncertainty but this is irrational uncertainty there's a difference between an event which happens and that which we don't get clarity over so like if you are ghosted for example which i think is the new 
TikTok vibe of 2020 is to talk to someone for a certain amount of time, um, maybe send them some fire memes, and then uh, fake your own death. I think that's ghosting. Not too sure. Um, there's no closure on that. And so the text that you used to receive every single day suddenly stop showing up. And our minds worry because there's no certainty in that. What happened? Are they okay? Are they not okay? You know, fuck them. Don't fuck them. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. That's uncertainty. And that's that's a different kind of uncertainty to that which is irrational uncertainty, which would be uncertainty over the future. And that's the thing. It's like, there's literally, there's no point in worrying about the uncertainty of the future because the future never happens, if that makes sense. Because when the future occurs, it then becomes the present. It never actually is the future. And the future itself is continually warped by every single decision that you make. So there is no future. And that should probably baffle some brains but that's sort of my interpretation of it is like there's a past and there's a present and then there's the present that is yet to come but I would not describe that as the future because I don't think the future ever comes because it can it literally cannot manifest like it's, it doesn't it's not how it works so then it's like okay well if my worry is based on anticipation of the future which is out of my control And this future doesn't necessarily ever come. <laughs> like, 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 what is the point in worrying? Like, what is the point? There's no positive to worrying about something that doesn't exist and will never exist. It's fucking insanity. There is no point. Like, one of the one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard is that worry pretends to be necessary but it serves no useful purpose. And that makes total sense when you think about all the context around it. We worry about things that do not exist based on the self-talk in our own mind. What happens if you can get your mind working for you rather than against you? And how do we do that? That's the second point, is being prepared. Considering the actions that we can do in anticipation of what may happen. Right? So, we see that the economy is going to collapse. So what makes sense? Do we worry? Or do we focus on what is in our own control, which is saving money? Now when you go further down the line, and the present is then a month like down the road, the person who spent all that time worrying and never doing any action is fucked because they have no money. The economy collapsed. You know, whereas the person who actioned and was prepared and decided, well, instead of circulating emotions which are predicated on events which may not exist and I cannot control, well, what I am going to do is focus on what I can intrinsically control, which is my ability to now save money in preparation for what comes next. 
like that's a lot more beneficial for me, at least in my sense. Yeah. Absolute fire tonight, guys. Um, and I think these these two next points, points three and four, if we've lost count already after the first two, don't worry, I'll keep you on the straight and narrow, probably kind of tie in to what we've, and what, I don't know why I'm saying what we've, like I'm, I'm a fucking single dude talking to himself in a room to a microphone. Which, you know, sounds like the worst porno ever. <laughs> God help anyone listen to this. Um, <laughs> the third point, as the one I've already mentioned, is that the future is completely out of control and it does not exist. And do you know what the funny thing is? The past is also completely out of your control because it's already happened. Right? The past is something that you can use to learn from and you choose what you want to take away from it. You can either harbor emotions which recycle and ultimately feed future behaviors or you can take moments and you can learn from them. Like for me, one of like the big moments that I had in my life was when dad passed and it was like, okay, this is a moment. There's two things you can do. You can give up and you can sit there in your own sadness and do absolutely fucking nothing quit on everything and give yourself an excuse for the rest of your life or you can keep doing what you want to do and keep doing what you said you were going to do and then you look after the people that matter the most in that moment my dad had already passed that was my past the present was a collection of moments where I was considering what to do next. That was preparation. And I made the decision that I was not going to be the person who gave up on what they said they were going to do because they felt bad. And I wanted to control, in a good way, my actions that came next. Like I said, the future is continually influenced by what comes next, but it never ever comes because the future is always the present when it does finally arrive. <laughs> ah, fucking confusing, aren't they? <laughs> and then point four. <laughs> so informal with the points. Um, I wrote them all down so I can kind of like keep my train of thoughts in some way, shape, or form. Although I appreciate it is absolutely horrific. So feel free to chastise and criticize. And and for what it's worth, comfort-wise, I absolutely do not give a fuck about opinions anyway. So, which is quite obvious. Um, our worry keeps us from acting. And the more that we worry, the less likely we are to act. Often, our inaction is actually the actions that we do need to take which would be in accordance to those which would be of most benefit. So we fail to act on those things that we know or could be of benefit because we worry. Like, 
how many of you have wanted to be your own boss? And you're like, oh, I could never do it. I was like, why? Oh, well, I'm worried about X, Y, Z. I'm worried about someone's opinion. Holy fuck. That's probably the worst thing you could worry about. Someone's opinion. Who gives a shit? If people don't support you, they're fucking arseholes. Put it that way. And if you need support, come talk to me. Because I'll be the first one to tell you to go fucking do it. Very happily. Like, I am living proof that the biggest idiot on the world, like in the world can still become successful in some way, shape, or form and live a life that they want to live. So please don't worry about other people's opinions because they're fucking garbage. Now, I'm not going to post that on Instagram to all the people that post under my posts about stupid shit. Like, if I post about how shitty the government response has been to the obesity crisis thus far and it took a global pandemic to get them to fucking stop advertising before 9 o'clock, and someone said, stick to diet, not politics. I am not going to rip that little person a new one. What I do is I block their account. And I'm not even at that. Because it's done. I do not give a shit. I can't even remember their name. <laughs> Genuinely can't. And I wish I did. Um, so everyone could send hate mail. Um... Uh, those first four points were sort of things that me and Mark good eye Jamie we're going to talk about some deep and emotional things today my fucking gee where's mine stop fucking crying <laughs> can't help it Mark I just wanted to touch your koala I'm going insane um, these next points you'll be happy to know there's only three more Five, six, and seven um, are sort of my thoughts on it and reflection of the things that have happened to me and sort of my interpretation of worry because at my worst, when I was very depressed, and I'm someone who's been described as like a high-functioning depressed person. I don't know there's like a term for it. Retarded, I think. <laughs> definitely retarded <laughs> no um, there's like a term for it but I can't remember um, but these were the sort of the moments that I was considering all these things because like my, my brain goes like a million right always goes a million um, but these were sort of my considerations on it because I always like to I don't know if you know this but I like to have an opinion and a thought on things especially those which happened to me because i think that's valuable um so point five yes we're only at point five and we are how long oh, we're only like 23 minutes <laughs> i thought i've been talking here for about 16 hours um point five and this is probably retrospective i guess and I, I would say most people say like you shouldn't regret things. I have I have regrets, and I quite happily say that I regret things because of worry. And to me, like when I came down to it, and I really had to think about why worry, why it's so fucking pointless. Is that 
this kind of concept is that we sacrifice the beauty of present events by worrying about the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, we aim to prevent an uncertain future that may cost us a valuable present. You're worried about what your significant other is going to do in the future and it may cost you valuable moments with them while they still have good health or while they still love you and ultimately the worry drives them further away or these kind of things or you have a perfect fucking job and you don't value it as much as you could when it's there and you could have networked better or you could have you know you could have cemented yourself in the company or done something and then there was a sudden shift and all of a sudden the job's not there anymore the person's not there anymore the money's not there the car's not there pet's not there family's not there and how much time did you sacrifice worrying about shit which might not ever happen and you didn't spend those moments those present moments appreciating what the fuck you had right in front of you and that to me has become so so important like and uh, probably I think what's like the best example for me of this is when I'm spending time with my granda and we are very close um, I think I talked about it before I'm not going to go over it again but one of the things I see a lot of the time is people who are on their phones and whilst I think the phone is a fucking brilliant you, like you can change your life with this thing in your hand I don't want to have that as a distraction and miss out on what he is saying and sometimes not even what he's saying but just do you know what I mean like it's some of the times it's the stuff they don't say and some of like there's moments where it's small talk banter and they're just appreciating the fact that you're there for company and then there's other times where they open up slightly and there's like moments that stick with you and, and like even the other day like we were sitting in the kitchen just chatting shit as you do two old men and uh you know, we were just talking about like sort of what's going on in the world and sort of I had said, you know, I think, you know, this has kind of forced people to kind of look at what they're doing and maybe that's why there's so many unhappy people. And he kind of spoke about his job and, you know, how rewarding it was. As he worked in the RAF and then he worked in um, as, a, as an air traffic controller and he fucking loved those jobs. And, uh, and I said to him, like, I would, you know, I, like, I wish people could experience what I get to experience more, which is like, you do what you love for people to care and give a shit. And that's probably the most valuable thing that I don't know if you would call it like a currency, probably not talking shit but as much as I try to prepare for the future I'm also very very focused on the present moment like understanding that the things that I fucking dreamed about when I first started I have now when I was at my worst and I, I've been broke multiple times trying to do this whole set of my own business thing like I'm making 
I've, I've got the financial security, like hark back to what we spoke about, about Ikigai and that pillar of Ikigai is kind of an established now and that's nice, but I'm also able to fulfill the other ones. But like, it's just, I think we, as again, it's not being present in that moment. And if you worry, it takes you out of the moment. And again, if we worry about stuff which may be going on that we don't control, you're sacrificing what you do control, which is your actions and your interpretation. You can live a very full life by just not being stuck in your fucking head, worrying about stuff which doesn't exist or doesn't matter. And then I think this kind of like trans transition sort of into the next point which is like the whole pointlessness of worrying is like we worry about stuff in isolation and like how do you know what is truly good or bad when you're worrying like you worry about losing your job so what like who gives a fuck what happens if you lose your job and then the next job is the best thing ever and then you're like like why are you worried about that exactly like our perception of one event may differ depending on what comes next right so like i said if you lose your job lose your relationship lose your car lose a fucking limb whatever it could be literally the best thing that ever happened to you and if you want any example of any of that kind of shit just go on look at the people like there's paralympians who have been injured in war or incidents whatever and of course they you know, they worry about what their life's going to look like now that they are. Um, is it paraplegic or whatever? You lose a limb. So some of them have lost legs, some of them have lost arms, whatever. The people who love them, like, they don't love them any less just because there's maybe less of them. <laughs> that's That's a misnomer. But also, like they're such an inspiration for everyone else because of the perspectives that they can have because they can do things and people feel fucking sorry for them don't feel sorry for them like that is the worst thing you can do to anyone who is sick or needs help or whatever you don't feel sorry for people because that puts you above them like you support them if you can and you support them the right way which, for some people, may be as simple as actually just fucking listening to what they have to say. <sighs> I'm being such a wee bitch. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like, why worry about, why worry about stuff if you don't even know if it's going to be good or bad? Like one of the, uh, I heard the there's like this story. It's like a Chinese kind of parable, and um, it's all about this farmer, right? And this farmer, like absolute. G unit farmer, right? One day, one of his um, horses gets out, right? And the whole village comes along and he's like, oh, no way, Jeff. Like, your fucking horse ran away. What are you going to do? And he's like, eh, uh, not worry about it. Don't worry about it. Be grand. Next day, Jeff's horse comes back, brings another horse with him. Everyone's like, here, Jeff, oh, fucking, that's, that's some luck, by you got two horses now. And he's like, yeah, it could be, yeah, we'll see how it goes, yeah. 
No point getting excited about it or anything just yet. Don't worry about it, love. Don't worry about it. You know, keep her country, keep her lit. Um, Jeff's son, um, who's, you know, bear in mind, this is a Chinese parable. So Jeff's son, um, Jeffrey, Jeff and Jeffrey, Jeff too. So <laughs> Jeff too is a bit of a retard, right? Dumbass. I'm not using the retard term. I'll take that away. That's only only I can call myself that. Jeff too tries to get on this new horse, doesn't he? Absolute bollock. Tries to get on this new horse. What does he do? Falls off, breaks his arm. The whole village is around him, just being like, "Ah, oh, Jeff." That Jeff too, yours is an absolute nightmare. He's like, ah, sure it happens, doesn't it? There's no point getting worked up about it. Don't worry about it. Like, he's like, oh, okay, if you say so, Jeff. But I don't know. He's like, all right, trust out Jeff. Trust out Jeff. Don't worry about it. And so the whole village fucks off again. Don't know why the whole village comes around to house every time something happens or how they even know. But anyway, next day, Jeff's having an absolute week of it here. Next day, who doesn't show up at his door? That's <laughs> the fucking Chinese Imperial Army. And you've got Barry from the army, comes up to the door, gives it a big rap and goes, Jeff, what's Jeff 2 up to? Need him to join up. Jeff 2 comes to the door in his sling, feeling worse for wear here. Barry takes one look at him and goes, Ah, can't use this. Absolute useless can't use him. Jeff to go back in the house. And so Jeff, the whole village comes back around again. Heard the news. Jeff who's not going to war. That's brilliant news. Jeff's like, ah, we'll see how it pans out, will we? Now, that's the whole parable. Now, obviously, that's word for word, straight from whatever Chinese book it came from. But that's kind of like an example of, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it to that extreme. Because <laughs> I feel like if you, if you don't sometimes let the pendulum swing a bit from side to side, I think you lose out on some of the really beautiful moments where you have to be vulnerable to open it up to... I guess really embracing how good something is but ultimately you have to be understanding that that can flip and it can be painful if you lose it or it turns its back on you or you know whatever else but I think if you live quite monotone that's also maybe not the best way to go about it but that's just my opinion on it and I think it takes it's braver to be vulnerable and be willing to feel the extremes but to understand that they are temporary as well. It's a funny one. So it is. Good story though. Um, and then I think like this final point is more to do with I guess direct sort of like nutrition and stuff and obviously we know that uh, and I think probably one of the, the main forms of disordered eating eating disorders that is associated with worry at least in the form of guilt or shame would be binge eating and we know that um worrying about or having guilt or shame following 
a binge will ultimately predict the next one. And that's where the cycle sort of feeds into itself, pun intended. Um, so that's sort of one instance of where worry can manifest in a practical sense, I guess. Um, but I think just in general, it's important to note that worrying is kind of like this sort of downward spiral cycle that can impact our physical health just as much as our sort of psychological health. And like one of the coolest facts I think I ever saw was that we, this is how fucking amazing our brains are, is that human beings are the only living creature that can think themselves sick. That's how powerful the brain is. That freaks me the fuck out. Right. Now, bear in mind, I also look at facts about, like, squids, like, turning colour and shit. But that's, like, a cool thing to know. But then that also got me thinking, is, like, if that's what your brain can do when it's working against you. And if anything, if this doesn't compel you to take some of this on board, bearing in mind guy with gripping anxiety is giving out the information here is that if your brain is capable of making you sick physically sick just think about what it can do if you can get it working for you if you can throw worry to the wayside and just say i don't fucking need you i'm gonna plan i'm gonna execute and if it doesn't pan out i'm gonna learn and there's no point in worrying about an absolutely chaotic universe that is out of our control that makes such interesting lives. And the only thing that we can control, the only thing, is like what you do about it and how you perceive it. And that's all you can do. And if that doesn't fucking light a spark under your arse, well, then I've also started to sell ketamine as well. So, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> no, but like, in fact, is ketamine the one that puts you to sleep or it wakes you up? Maybe it's cocaine I'm thinking about. Um, no, I just find it fascinating. I find fucking philosophy fascinating. I find how our brains work fascinating. And I find also how my brain works is fascinating as well because I've become so, more recently, it's been like, I'm so much more concerned about the impact. Like, I believe in my message, which is, I want to help people. I want to change lives. I don't really give too much of a fuck about waist size. I'm very invested in changing lives. And I think I do that at a very high level, which is good. Well, I've been told so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was a bit of a weird one, I guess. A lot of swearing. This is Saturday night, so I'm feeling a wee bit naughty. Going to bed at probably about, I don't know, 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I hope, um, hope you guys got some. Oh my god, this is going on 40 minutes. Fucking hell. There's more swearing. Um, I hope you guys got something out of this. I, uh, I'd apologize for the inconsistency, but again, no one listens, so who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, gotta fucking love these, huh? I'll do more. I'll do more. This is what, episode 8? 
Not dead yet. Bye. Um, shout out Jeff. Jeff too. Barry. And uh, of course Mac. Um, for his koala. But anyway. It's been a pleasure guys. <laughs> you know. All my fans. As I'm sitting here in the room by myself. You know. One guy. One mic. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are fantasizing about how good looking it must be. But let me tell you this. You know, based on this, you know, this audible chocolate that is coming out of my mouth, you will be disappointed. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Amazing chat. Just absolutely amazing. Top level. Do you know what the funny thing is? I know there's going to be people listening to it at this point just thinking he's totally fucking lost it. And you know what? I have. <laughs> and I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, guys. I uh, appreciate you listening. If you've got this far, I appreciate all the support. And yeah, I'll keep it going. Why the fuck not? Um, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. It doesn't fucking matter. You can't. Like, the world's out of your control. Focus on what you can control. Focus on what you can learn. And ultimately, try and make your brain work for you in terms of what you're interpreting. Don't let your emotions dictate your interpretation. You know, Try to be objective if you can. And understand that there's no point associating morality to things until we know how they play out. You may fuck up on stage. You may fuck up a presentation, you may fuck up a relationship, you may fuck up a job, you know. What if that's the learning moment you needed to excel in the next thing, or the next thing, or the next thing? Because there's always a next thing. Unless you die, then there's going to be a next thing. That girl that you were madly in love with, there's going to be another one. The job that you fucking hated, guess what? The next job you're going to love. The car that, like, you grew up in and did your driving lessons in. Yeah, nostalgia, but there's going to be one that comes after it. You know, all these things. So yeah, fuck it. Life's too short, don't worry, YOLO life. And have a great fucking weekend. And please don't tell me off for swearing, because I just can't help it. Also, swearing is a sign of intelligence, so there you go. Alright, peace. Peace.